we got to have Steve on for Out of Thumbs episode 420. Oh, that's true. 420 oh, is a long shit. ways away. So we're going to be old as fuck <laughs> by Out of really, yeah. yeah. We're more than halfway there, though. What if we make it to episode 420? What do we do with ourselves? Uh, smoke weed every day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It's April 27th, 2016. This is Idle Thumbs 260. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, folks. Jake's talking to Siri. <laughs> Just serious. Over there. Also a serious here. And I'm Siri. <laughs> it's good, good Siri That's voice, what my Siri sounds like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm on a podcast now. <laughs> um, yeah. How's it going? Pretty good. Play that Hitman? I did. You were enthusi- You were very enthusiastic about the new Hitman level. Yeah. Were you not? No, no, I am. I'm just... What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm observing your do, do these... Are there... Have, has a naming convention emerged yet? Or is this just, yeah. oh, that new Hitman? I think they're just named after the city. Yeah. This is this is set in, a, in an, uh, an Italian city called Sapienza. Yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is basically a resort town that has been... That is the home of a huge... Uh, compound owned by this like rich weirdo who's also like a biochemistry genius and you have to assassinate him mm-hmm. mm. so that last part is less of a surprise surprising yeah. factor behold a life yeah behold the works of this man this amazing <laughs> thing kill him <laughs> he's he's a bit of a nutcase so. yeah he's yeah. he's creating a crazy virus that's like bad Mm. Yep. It's good that it's justified. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's good that he's doing In the complex that. tapestry, the complex moral universe. Yeah. Uh, You're really this, rooting for him. Of the hitman of world. You have to sort of weigh the factors right. about this man's positive contributions to biochemistry. That's why. And when you his love, yeah. potential destructive tendencies. And you have to come to your own. Each player will come to his or her own conclusions. That's why Hitman, when the level starts, he's on the bench reading a paper. He's actually reading the article about all That's this. That's true. Yeah. Trying to make up his yeah. mind about where he sits. You don't to kill him. The game doesn't make right. you kill him. You could just walk around the level yeah. forever <laughs> and enjoy a pleasant day. You can just tweet an about it. An unending day. <laughs> you can tweet about it. <laughs> actually, honestly, that is what I did for like my first two hours in this level, probably. Mm. It is so <clears throat> huge. It's ridiculous. It is, it is like they've basically feels constructed like a, a tiny open world game yeah. just in this level. Yeah. It feels like... Um, like a chunk of like an Assassin's Creed map or something. Yeah, it just but yeah. with actual That's crazy. like yeah, it's but, nuts. But with more interesting stuff in. Oh, it. Oh, way more interesting stuff. Uh, first thing I noticed is that you can just walk into build like just yeah, basically just like going to stores now. Just and stores stuff. and like apartment buildings that in any other game would be locked off to yeah. you. You can just go into I mean, them. There are still lots of locked off doors in this, but there's a huge well, amount of interior yeah, built out. It's crazy. And there, are, there are stores that are closed that you can lockpick into yeah. and find stuff. And in, Jesus. in some of those, there's like optional mission objectives you find. And I'm like, I Man. wouldn't have found this place if I wasn't just walking around for like a half an hour yeah. and waited until no one could see me and then broke in and it's this tiny little storefront. And I found like a story item. What so, the hell? So this, the scope of this level sounds like it maybe justifies the user created mission system more. Probably, yeah. Given oh, for sure. So I haven't yeah, used I didn't it on even this think level, about that. Given how huge true. that sounds, it seems like you could just make up oh, a, yeah, different, yeah. a different hitman inside of this. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Huh. God, did you go into the church yet? 
No. Oh, the church is so good. You're going to love the church. That's the thing I was hoping you were going to... I was. I almost oh. tweeted about it. I was like, no, I'm going to let Chris find the church. No, I didn't The even... church is the best. Oh, man. There's going to be some like contract in the name of the Rose, just con- inspired contract <laughs> or something because there's like... Right. You can dress up as like a church... Um, like a uh, uh, like an assistant kind of you know assistant right. to the priest or whatever, and <laughs> I walked in and I was like I don't man this is this is a crazy church like this is like this just really like textural like Italian church and I accidentally like drew my gun in the middle of it oh, no. and then there were just like church like bodyguards so then I just punched the priest in the face but. The thing that's really exciting <laughs> is that there's a confession booth, which I have to assume is one of the challenges. There must be a way to get that guy, the sad chemical oh, bioagent guy, to go into that booth and oh, like confess God. his sins, and then you can kill him in the booth. There's got to be a way, but it's so far from the right. from the actual thing. I have no idea how you actually make that happen, right. but there's got to be a way. There has to be. There's no reason why that booth is there. Yeah. If there's not a classic through the oh, screen assassination, there has some to be. Kind? It could be yeah. the lady as well. It could be the lady, yeah. This level's nuts. I don't really even know what to make of it. I, I haven't even found the stupid bio lab. Like I haven't either, but I... I I've played three you, hours of this thing, and I don't even know how to find the actual objective. Do you, do you use the map? Yeah. Because the objectives are on the map. Yeah, I know. That's the crazy thing. I still haven't oh. found it. It's it's like underneath that compound. Oh, so you know where it is. Like I know where it is. You just don't know how to reach it. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't reached yeah. it either. I've killed both of the people. Yeah, me too. Um, I started this level three times now for v- different reasons. In each case, I had to start start again. And each time I've started, the way that I've gotten into the compound has been so radically different. Yeah, me too. It is really astonishing. God. the The most recent really time, good. the most recent time I did it, I was basically. So I, the most recent time I, pr- that was when I probably spent like an hour just hanging out in the sort of town part outside mm-hmm. the compound and just being really careful. And then ev- eventually I was like hanging out in a barber shop and I learned about a guy who is a private investigator who's there for some reason. I'm like, oh my God, I know who that is. Like they're talking about a guy sleeping on a bench. Like I saw a guy sleeping on a bench like half an hour ago. I know exactly who they're talking about. So I went back there. And I tailed the guy into a like underground alleyway. Oh man! And then when I when I could see no one could see us, I choked him out, stole his clothes, and then dumped him in a dumpster. But at the last second, when I was like one second away from finishing dumping him in the dumpster, a guy came around the corner and he's like, oh, "What's this guy doing? Wait a second! What? Whoa! This guy's trying to hide a body! Hey, everybody!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" And so. And so I immediately started just like briskly walking away. I never run in this game because yeah, I feel I like know. it's always yeah. draws more suspicion. But I just sort of also just makes you feel more like the movie scene. Oh right. yeah, brisk, brisk, brisk walking is what it's about. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was, I'm blending. Yeah, and we were isolated enough that it took a while for other people to to get there. And by the time they figured it, I don't know. But I was gone. Right. I mean, yeah. seconds later. But the guy saw my face, mm-hmm. and so it was like in the little left-hand corner of the screen, it's like compromised. I love because that mechanic. Na- because now yeah. my description, my sort of, you know, like approximate age and height and like facial features and everything. Have Bald been guy given, with a tattoo on his neck. Yeah, have been given to the authorities, presumably. And so I'm compromised. I thought what that meant was that I was compromised in the given clothing that i was wearing so if i changed clothes i like, think that might have actually i don't i think when you do change clothes not it, this it, time it, i think maybe somebody saw you do that then but yeah anyway no they did not oh. they did not 
And so I've I've now changed clothes in this game. I've now killed the other guy also mm-hmm. and changed clothes probably like 12 times by now. <laughs> and I'm still compromised. So I'm just compromised in this level. So there's just I don't a know photo of your no, face you can... coming out of fax machines everywhere as your yeah, assassin? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Somebody probably found that body. I think the compromise doesn't end the level in terms of like people knowing your face. Uh-huh. So I think like the, probably what happened is like you were <laughs> you were like rapidly changing clothes to the to the point where like people were just constantly like i found that even when i kill the um the like main like uh, uh targets um sometimes when i dispose of them people still find them in like weird spots like i assume like oh if i kick this guy off a ledge everything's gonna be fine but then there's like a, a little walkway like at the very bottom of that like cliff and someone just finds him like three seconds later have you done the, <clears throat> sorry excuse me the uh delivery man uh the flowers yeah yeah well i tried i dressed up as him and i took his flowers yeah but i couldn't figure out where to go or who to talk to oh man so you just walk right in through the front door and oh they uh, wanted to pat me down yeah well you just dump a gun or you know just throw your gun down or whatever oh i I didn't want to get rid of my guns oh okay well well actually that way that way was great because that was the first time i played the game yeah and what i actually did was just like follow a another employee in through a side door just right behind right. her like through a key card door i just like slipped so, in while the door was still open and i felt super pro so here's well here's the here's the really super pro moment that i have with that which is that um so like the, the thing you're supposed to do is get the flowers from the delivery guy go through the front door and then there's a butler and he says like oh just uh, follow me and we're gonna place these on the guy's like i don't know who he's grieving over i forget it's like his mom or his yeah, something his mom, yeah. okay so He's like, oh, we'll go place them on the grave. So you go place the flowers on the grave, and then the guy comes and sees the flowers, and then like breaks down, and then you kill him in front of his, <laughs> in front of the grave of his dead mother. Anyway, um, that's what you're supposed to do. Actually, when I did that, it was hilarious because I killed him and then tried to push him off the cliff, but like <laughs> the animation didn't fully play. So my guy just like, you know, like just nudged him with his foot. And then cut away, and then I turned back, and he had never, like, fallen off the cliff, so he was just still laying there, like, on the edge of the cliff, and I was like, what am I supposed to, there's no physics system at this point, like, there's no way to, like, push him off, I was, like, shooting everything, trying to, like, knock him off the cliff, and nothing worked, and then a guy just came and saw him, and he was like, what's going on here? I was like, thanks, stupid thing. Anyway, so the thing you're supposed to do is that, the thing I did, though... Is I didn't want to lose my gun. So I was like, okay, there's got to be a way to, to not lose your gun. So that lady that you followed in, she has a brother mm-hmm. who's living yeah, on the I third spent story. Like half an hour in that guy's apartment last night just oh, hanging man. out. It's so good. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's a, like a, a schlubby kind of lazy brother that's, uh, she got him a job. Uh, and it's his first day uh, at work and he doesn't want to like get out of bed. <laughs> of course, the reason you find out that he doesn't want to go to, He's playing hit the, like, the last Hitman game on his computer. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh, no. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm f- five more minutes. I'm coming to work. It's cool. Uh, thanks for the job anyway. Uh, uh, see you later. And then, like, if you go up into his apartment, he's just got Hitman Absolution on his computer. Oh, my God. And he's Why wasn't it saddest- Hitman Go on his iPad? Uh, I know. It really should have been. <laughs> um, but so... Uh, the, the Why thing wasn't was- he playing your Hitman game and watching himself be killed <laughs> on his own screen? <laughs> what the? Super hot. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing you're supposed to do is just ring the doorbell and then he comes out and then you follow him in but i was like oh i've got these flowers i'm a delivery man i'll just see if i can like deliver the flowers to this guy so i pulled the flowers out he's like oh i think you got the wrong apartment this is probably isn't for me i'm a sad person that never gets flowers it's good that he responds to it yeah i was like oh okay cool so then i went in 
And because um, his apartment has a ledge that you can actually, like, if you go out his window, yeah. there's a way to just amble across his rooftop and then grab the ledge of the other building that you're supposed to get into. And so I basically snuck in as the delivery man with my gun. <laughs> Did you kill and that the flowers. Guy? No, I just, I just you're kind like, of like... Oh, sorry, the delivery is for this guy across the alley. Can I just go through <laughs> your window and just yeah. jump across? It's fine. I know you're a sad guy who doesn't usually get flowers. <laughs> They're not for you. They're not for you. <laughs> I just need I your I would balcony. never give you flowers, <laughs> but I would like to use your balcony so I can give these flowers to a more oh, deserving Oh, Hitman, nice, nice. I need to use your balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, you can just get in there with your gun as the delivery man and then still place the flowers and do everything else God, normally. that's cool. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, this level is just insane. I just feel like... One, I feel like this entirely justifies the episodic thing for me because... I actually ended up playing the first uh, episode uh, a ton. Like, I unlocked all of the challenges eventually, which I didn't think I was going to do. Um, but I, th- I only did it because of the way that this game is being released, right? Like, I, right. I was like, I feel like playing Hitman. Uh, okay, there's nothing else to play other than the challenges of this thing. I guess I'll figure out how this works. Oh, I like how this works. It's really fun and interesting and, like, mm-hmm. makes you explore all of the things that they put in this crazy level. Uh, I'm really glad they did that. Also... I'm glad that this level appears to be just, yeah, like at least a month's worth of like screwing around. And Oh, yeah, it's crazy. This is kind of a spoiler, but not really. Did you play that guy's stupid, sad tape? I found it. I have the tape. <laughs> okay. So when I go back in, I'll oh, play it. you got to play that tape. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I did find the tape. I found the VCR first. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, okay. to do it. So I'll do that. But um, anyways, yeah, it's, it's crazy. This level is huge. It's definitely one of the like all-time great hit oh yeah like, game, video game levels maybe it's an amazing... I, I, yeah that's the thing i was thinking i was like man this is like this is the promise of this isn't really one city block but this feels like kind of in terms yeah. of hitman this feels like oh yeah this is exactly the level that you want a hitman you know map to be built out to um like you want to be able to go in all of these doors oh you can oh my god like what this <laughs> it's crazy yeah do yeah. you guys have they announced how many of these they're going to make I don't um, know if they probably, have. but or I don't know. I yeah, haven't really yeah. paid attention. It's it. it's interesting because I think four because I think that mm. it's I think it was fifty five dollars if you bought it all ahead of time or fifteen dollars per episode. Yeah, and you say you save five dollars. Okay. Um, I wonder. I mean, it, if the reception to this level is good. And Which me, it has been. It, I looked online. People are like, like the okay. Hitman fans and are I, super happy. I wonder if they're great. If the subsequent two are, it seems like they might actually create a situation for themselves <coughs> where Hitman the game builds up over time the way that like buzz around a good TV show does, which I yeah. think is not usually what ends up actually yeah. happening with episodic no. games. Like yeah. the pilot gets a lot of hype, right? But like the fact that the second one is like, this is actually the Hitman level that you've always wanted one to be, Nick Brecken. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, you're, I think you might be right. And the thing that allows that to be true... Like, are we going to get to, like, season so with an, three of a, yeah, a hit so, TV well, show or whatever? So, with an, episodic, <clears throat> with an episodic game traditionally, you know, in the sort of the Telltale mode uh, mold or something like that, those... What? Sorry, if if this actually builds up over the course of all of them, they better fucking subtitle the retail version Sleeper Hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Oh, anyway, go ahead, Chris. Uh, you, were, you were saying something. Uh, I was saying... I'm going to make a less entertaining uh, yeah. comment, but uh, <laughs> so in the, in the mold that most episodic games have been, which have, I think largely been 
adventure games, right? I mean, other Mostly. attempts have not really panned out in terms of episodic shooters. Sin episodes. Speaking of sin episodes. So those games, because adventure games are so sort of formally constrained, you can have a really, you can have a really great, like, you know, really good plotting of episode four or whatever, or, you know, a cool character is introduced, but you're, it, it's tough to like fundamentally surprise people mm-hmm. with just the nature of the episode. Like, unless you're yeah. doing something really experimental, it would be hard. I think in, in a, in a narrative led adventure game in the, in for just what video games are and how you play them and how you like interact with them. I think it would be very difficult to be like, Oh my God, totally flips the script in episode four of this thing. It's like, but with a hitman level, the whole thing is just these like interlocking systems and overlapping weird, tiny stories. And so they don't really, it's not like they're, it's like, Oh, you'll never believe the plot twist in the second episode of hitman. Like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But like, they just sort of scaled up their ambition of the, the, um, I guess, scale of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that makes its complexity. Well, even greater. And so the, <clears throat> the amount that they increased all that stuff is like, there's a multiplier on its effectiveness, right? Because if you have three things that can happen, or let's say like half a dozen things that can happen in hitman level versus three things that more than doubles the way that those things all talk to each other. And so the effect is like huge, yeah. even though yeah. I'm sure the QA impact is also huge. The- Oh, were you going to say that? No, Jake, go. I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, this is a more superficial observation, but I feel like I'm like, I, I very much understand the dilemma that we're facing in the sense that if their original intent was we want to make four incredibly uh, dense levels, right? Like, yeah. how do we market this? How do we sell this without yeah. people losing their minds? I feel like it probably would have been actually worse if they'd released them all at once. Because really, at that point, you just look at kind of the bullet points and go, oh, there are only four levels? Ugh. Like, oh, this is four levels for 60 bucks. That's the this, this is a bad game. This is yeah. stupid. And, you know, there was backlash when they announced it as an episodic thing. But I feel like by releasing it in this steady drip, they this, force people to look and realize right. what this thing actually is. Yeah, if, if, they, they, if they do it right, by the time the game is 100% released, it will have a reputation yep. for being really mm-hmm. like the breadth and depth of of the game will be fully realized and discussed by the time the full $60 yeah. Hitman is actually all out. Which is, it feels like it's a weird. lot of games are just morphing into this, but more slowly, or at least like, I guess we've I mean, just been, we've been moving been th- in this, this direction. Yeah, we've been moving fully in this direction. And I guess this is, this one is the first like in this category, like fully in this category, but it feels like games like, I don't, yeah, multiplayer games, like I guess like the Star Wars game or whatever, you get the season pass, you know, and people are just kind of, they know like, oh, if the first, you know, wave of this doesn't, Fully please me, surely, like you know, whatever think, the second think, DLC will. You thinking know, about the entire like, Hitman, like the season pass in single player games has meant you still get the sixty dollar game, mm-hmm. and then you also get three narrative DLCs. And this seems like it's backing that idea up to just fuck right. it. The entire we're starting with the DLC. The entire game is the is the season pass yeah. model, um, which probably goes hand in hand with the open access. Or the early access model, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's interesting to see, though. I mean, it, this game is a good fit for it because of what you said earlier, Nick, about just... And what people wrote in when we last talked about Hitman, about the mm-hmm. fact that each of these chunks has enough stuff in it that you can loop through it a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, Bioshock Infinite DLC was, I think, one of the only season passes that I really have engaged with. But that was like, you're going to get 20 more minutes... 
Right. And then another, yeah. f- and then in 90 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and you did it. Whereas yeah. this feels like that's not the point at all. I mean, yep. cause it's hit, cause it's hit, man, mm-hmm. but you never know until they actually make it. Well, and also when you actually, I mean, it was really hard to actually penetrate the facade of this thing. As we pointed out the first week we talked about this game, we like, the menus are difficult oh, yeah, to navigate and just, really you just don't really understand it's yeah like it is them. it is still annoying but when you do that you realize like oh they are actually updating this thing on a weekly basis as well like it's not just the monthly yeah. like what's, what sort of stuff's been going I in just well, like, add like escalation missions and like different more know, challenges basically just basically more challenges but but also um you know they're patching the game constantly which is i think they patched in like a couple new weapons and things like that you know i mean they're they're doing things also, on a weekly I think basis there are well, like which is good. weird just passive challenges that change like yeah. day by day because I knocked out a guy and took his costume yesterday and it was just some random guy and it was like costume of the day and so oh, I assume really good. that just yeah. means that like on any given day there's like one character where if you you know that's like the sort of tiny little daily challenge mm-hmm. where it's like dress up as that person today yeah. that's really cool I like yeah. the first time that I ever encountered that was the the mutations in Left 4 oh, yeah. Dead the weekly Left 4 mm-hmm. Dead thing cuz I don't play any of the console shooters which I'm sure have that shit up the wazoo but it's cool to see that in a Hitman game cuz why not you got all the moving yeah. parts there might as well just do it if you've <laughs> if you've built every other piece yep. of infrastructure you ever could ever want in a video game mhm that's good yeah yeah the first mission uh <laughs> this I don't know if you ever found this it had this vampire magician costume did you ever find <laughs> oh, this thing oh yeah yeah it's just hidden in like the very, very top of the level, like in an attic, in just like a storage box. And if you put it on, just like I think, basically, it just makes you uh, like suspicious to everybody because they're just like, "What is this? Like a That's vampire really magician? Like what? This isn't right. Like no, there's nowhere where you can go where a vampire magician looks like a normal guy walking down the street. That's really good so, though cuz if you And then there are like 10 different challenges associated with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure if, if you, you do things with oh, yeah. dressed as a vampire magician like you are truly the hitman. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. no one yeah. no, no one would have thought. <laughs> and they put it like behind like the most elite guards so even just getting right. it is hard. But then when you when you put it on there are like two like really like guys with like assault rifles that you have to get past as like a guy in the most like absurd like masquerade <laughs> ball costume it's really really <laughs> God, good they just are into that because there's one of yeah. those in i know yeah and yeah. you know I don't i'm know. sure that's like, probably also like the yeah. same thing where you've yeah. got to sneak in and like just like we've we've guy. hidden an impossibly yeah. hard mode in the game mm-hmm. <laughs> dress as this guy well i want to see someone's uh then kill I someone see in a confessional someone's, like crazy 100 not 100 but like someone's flawless like full vampire magician ghost, run ghost run I- youtube videos <laughs> of vampire magician and the one from the new level yeah yeah I I I I I tried doing it. <laughs> it's really hard. I think I pulled off one kill with it. But then, you know, there's so many NPCs in these in these levels. It's actually yeah. like it's so I mean, that's the other thing. I feel like just looking at Hitman the series and looking at like Blood Money, which is the thing everybody compares this game to, they couldn't even like just techno- you know, technologically speaking, they couldn't have done like the 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 sort of like mission structure that they're doing in in these games because it just they just couldn't support the the scenarios just based on the number of NPCs that are walking around that this game does. Like that whole compromised um, mm-hmm. mechanic really only works because if you walk outside and there are like 20 guys there, you're just, you know, if there were two guys there, you could probably just wait until their heads turned. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like this, pff, ugh, this, is, this really is just what you wanted Blood Money to be. 
uh and i, I god i hope people are buying it i hope yeah. i hope i hope it's doing really Man, well financially because it of, seems like the fans are happy but i don't know what that means i don't know what that means either speaking of number of npcs so the first time i played this level i um i was I, I kind of fell back on my my traditional oh man yeah I heard about this insecurities yeah. that I've mentioned <laughs> several times ago where it's like I I spend hours like pacing around you know an hour or whatever pacing around and like observing every sort of walk cycle and and just being really really careful but then at the end of the day like I don't trust myself to be alone in the room where there's guards right outside so I just shoot them in the head yeah and I managed to. <laughs> Good. With the uh, with the woman, I managed to get an amazingly. This was like my favorite. Like, I mean, obviously the non gun mm-hmm. takeouts are always cool. Like they're pretty yep. much always cooler. But like this was the best gun one that I had ever <laughs> achieved, which was like mm. through a window. So like I broke the window with the bullet that yeah. also went into her head, and like it was. Uh, oh, I've d- I did that too, actually, because there, that that room that she's in is just surrounded by glass, which is great. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was the same room or not, but yeah. like, but yeah, and because she goes, the, these people go to a lot of different places. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, and so I did that, and I just like I had my exit plan worked out really well, and I just the second I pulled the trigger, I immediately started shimmying up a drain pipe, and I was on the roof, and so they couldn't, you know, they they just didn't know where to look, and uh, and I was like, oh man, awesome. And so then I just kind of got like overconfident mm-hmm. and the guy had like walked out onto his back terrace and I'm like oh man I can see him from the roof and like they haven't I don't think like the place isn't on alert yet from the from the lady because I did it like so yeah. cleanly um and so I shot the guy and I hit him but he did not I didn't kill him yeah and so he's like oh my god and then all of the guys were like all right so we're gonna lock you down like yeah everyone, like they take to, him to the safe room get to yeah. immediately to a secure location and like everyone and then I start hearing all the radios and they're like all right he's from up, he's up high he's like whatever and so I'm like oh no <laughs> and so uh and so there's like on the roof there's one there's a door with like roof access that goes into the attic mm-hmm. and so two guys like i you know i'm using the like oh, i know that room yeah batman kind of vision thing to like see God, you I know that's in there yeah. yeah i forgot for a long time in this level too but uh to see when enemies are coming like oh fuck there's two guys coming so they, they pop out on the roof and i just i hit both of them i headshot both of them with my silenced pistol so at least my location isn't like revealed instantly and i'm like oh my god okay so uh I like, I just sort of, I'm killing time because I'm not sure what to do. And I'm not sure if, you know, like how active the place still is. And so I go back over the, the ledge to like, see if the guy is going to come out yet. And as I do that, a guy's like, there he is. He's a white guy. (laughs) He's dressed like us. Cause I was wearing the, uh, the, like one of the, uh, the guard outfit. He's like, there he is. He's up there. Basically, for the next 45 minutes, I'm just standing there <laughs> oh, up no. on the roof, just picking off these guys <laughs> one by one as they file through the roof <laughs> access door. The part when I really oh, okay. the part when I really screwed myself was when I was starting to run low on ammo for my silenced pistol. So I went over to this like mound of at that point, probably about a dozen guys piled up outside the door and picked up a bunch of guns. And when I did that. Um, it just, you know, the thing you've, you've just picked up automatically switches to the thing you're holding now. So it was a non-silence, just really loud handgun. And so 
at that point, every sh- like the next shot I fired because I didn't re- I didn't like think about this at all, but was really loud, and they're like shots fired. There he is, and so now it's just streams of guys coming out, and I'm just killing them through one, the choke point of that door. Through the choke point of that door. Yeah, and the thing that's re- so at this point, what starts happening? There's an alarm. There's like a klaxon, and it's like a hilarious European yeah. alarm. So it's this weird sound. It's like meh, meh. and it sort of sounds like a like a an isolated stem from like a club track or mm. um or like a uh or the weird stylized like this is an emergency that you would get in sort of like a stylish action film mm. you know where it's like supposed it's intended to represent the just like overwhelming bleakness of the situation like an alien or something or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah or yeah or like a like a less outrageous version of the siren from kill bill mm, or something mm-hmm. where it's just like oh this is now dominating the entire soundscape yeah um because all i could hear was these guys going like Ugh, uh, and i'm like meh meh <laughs> and i'm like oh no and then the more of these guys i kill the more it starts to like tank the frame rate of the game because like all of these guys are all on top of each other and all intersecting with each other and so their bodies are all doing these i assume just physics calculations and it starts to like did it start writhing and stuff like did you get a rigid body rat king out of this i it was not quite rigid body rat king it was just like a big (laughs) pile of like tiny little movements And, (laughs) and, and it just and it started to get to the point where like the game was running at like three frames per second mm. because there were so many calculations going on, but the audio engine was clearly running on a separate thread. And so the entire time it's just, it's like perfect unbroken. Like, wah, wah, wah. and my guy is like perceiving the world in basically slideshow. Where it's like, That's- I have to move my mouse a tiny little bit because I know that yeah. like five seconds later, it's going to catch up and move my aim that much. So I can't ever move the mouse very much or I'll like spin around wildly. So I basically have to keep my cursor, my like crosshair, like centered right where I know their heads are going to be. And then as they come out, I just mash the, the, uh, the mouse button and then I have to reload and everything is delayed and fractured. And like almost every time now I'm taking at least one or two gunshot wounds because I can't, it's just, there's no way to do this in the like instant reaction way because everything is delayed and modulated and fucked up and this sound is playing and i'm like oh my god i can't i I can't do it i I, can't do this and i'm like i hope there's finite guys on this level like i hope (laughs) that they're like humans will like run out uh and then eventually like just amidst this pile of enemies and guns and like blaring siren uh eventually like three guys just come out and there's no way in this like (laughs) my terrible destroyed world that i can actually react in real time and they and they kill me You're and i killed. die man oh, it was it was horrible I've, I've got a couple questions for you yeah uh how many cores does your cpu have <laughs> <laughs> i don't know do you have like sli video cards like I don't know. what you must have fewer than that it seems like you know you your pc doesn't sound very performant to me <laughs> i don't know jake I don't know. Um, yeah. Seems like you should be able to handle at least like 70 physics bodies <laughs> on on any modern gaming PC worth its muster. I got to I got to 47 corpses. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I, I was. Yeah. Did you get an achievement for no, I mean I probably did. I I don't know. I I can there's no way to count. <laughs> One yeah. corpse per core. Well done, 47. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he wakes up in yeah. a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Call me 47. 
because I had a cool dream last night. <laughs> I killed 47 yeah. guys. <laughs> sure, you did. Strobe. 47. <laughs> that's, um, when, that's when he wakes up into the like Ubisoft beta testing right, yeah, yeah, room yeah. and it pans out and you see he's just one no, guy just, in a sea of thousands of He wakes up and he's the sad, he's, he's the sad guy. He just guy. zooms out and, and you're just that <laughs> guy. Oh, and then... Yeah, flower delivery. <laughs> then he wakes up again. <laughs> um, yeah, it made me think of. Uh, maybe realize like I play these games basically. I don't. We can we can stop talking about this shortly. But like I play, I basically play these games to the end of like I want to make the Dark Souls map. You know the um, the uh, uh, thing that Nell shared on the um, podcast thread. Last week, illustrating the sort of level structure differences between the Dark Souls games. I want to make that for Hitman. Wait, let's explain that real quickly. So, yeah, sorry. That was so a very brief. N- Nels Anderson, who hosts yeah. Terminal 7 on, on this yeah. network. Um, he, uh, I will probably talk about Dark Souls 2 That's true. after the break. But uh, he posted a, a very contentious and like, you know, people, sure. Dark Souls fans reacted with like varying degrees of agreement with this. Some, some with highly dis- high disagreement, but whatever. He posted an image of three very very stylized pieces of line art that attempt to show like how the level design differs in like very rough terms from dark souls one to two to three and so dark souls one is this just like crazy super interlocked collection of lines and pathways from beginning to end and then dark souls 2 is basically a straight line with four branches sticking out of it in the middle and that's it and then dark souls 3 is basically a like relatively linear overall structure with a bunch of little side paths sticking it's out like of a, it. it's yeah. like a river that sort of breaks apart then rejoins itself over yeah. and over again yeah yeah, yeah. um but you want to make a hitman of this well no <laughs> not not necessarily i mean i guess so i i feel like um this level is so crazy that it would just be a, a, a hedge maze. But at the end of the day, like, I almost want to see the, like, I want to see the heat map or just like the lines of me walking through these levels mm. and just, you know what I mean? And just see my playthrough like path. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Because I feel like I fall into a pattern and I'm, I realize this, like I get, I basically follow one line of thought and I just kind of know that I'm doing that. And then when I hit the dead end, I often just sabotage myself. Like, I basically do what you did. You know what I mean? Like, I just find some, like, crazy way of ending my run. I could probably keep going, but I feel like, eh, I follow that thought to completion. Yeah. I'm done. Like, I, like, I, um, I was the deliver, the, you know, the flower delivery man once, and I just, like, screwed up, but nobody had really found out yet. You know, I was like, oh, they're going to find out. This is stupid. And then I just went to that garden where everybody's just hanging out and there's just a bag of golf clubs. And I was like, I wonder if I could pick up this golf club and just like get everybody just to attack me. <laughs> so I picked the golf club up and then they didn't attack me. And I was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll just like start hitting everybody with this golf club. And I just, oh yeah, Jesus. they have like an animation for like, you know, just smacking everybody in the head with a golf club. It took like 10 guys before I, anyway, <laughs> just, there was just a weird thing where a delivery man started randomly hitting everybody with a golf club and then they shot me. But it made me realize like, oh yeah, this is the way that I play these games. And I bet people play them very differently. It'd be interesting to see like the actual sort of A to B to C kind of like. That'd be cool. Hit, Hitman of, like run analytics. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see, I, you know, I wonder if they have any kind of reporting on that, but like regardless, it would just be interesting to to kind of see any visualization of it. That would be, yeah. Get you'd, the get the Hitman Go minimalist breakdown yeah. of the map oh and then see a red line wander around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You'd think yep. after making this many Hitman games, which is a you know, which is a type of game that not very many people make at all, you'd think they 
would have some kind of at least internal telemetric system that can track even if even if not like publicly at you know at least just like for their own internal purposes Mm -hmm. um it would be really really cool to see that stuff reflected especially if you can make i mean now you can make contracts right so it'd be really interesting if you made one and then got to see like what people did to achieve that like mario maker uh death points and replays and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah oh that'd be so good anyway yeah this game's really good yep you want to take a break? Uh-huh. All right. Oh. Video games. This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Pro Flowers. Mother's Day is coming up. You need some professional flowers and you need them delivered. Are you a sad guy who no one delivers flowers <laughs> to? Don't let that happen to your mother. Yep. Your mother. Or, is- or, a, or a mother in your life. Yeah. No mother should feel like a sad guy who doesn't get flowers. <laughs> You can also get flowers for yourself if you really want. You can get flowers for yourself. If you are, in fact, in life, a sad guy who doesn't get flowers delivered to you, you can change that. Go to proflowers.com, click the microphone in the top right corner of the screen, put in the promo code THUMBS, and you will get a new version of the page uh, <laughs> with all kinds of deals that are available to you. For only nineteen ninety nine. you can get 100 blooms that's like a ridiculous number of of blooms it's a lot of blooms for only 9.99 more you could add a bunch of chocolates to it so when you're sitting in your sad apartment never getting flowers <laughs> you can get the flowers but also if you order them far enough in advance you might forget that you're the one that ordered them <laughs> <laughs> that's true just see how far out it'll let you schedule these yeah. whatever it is a really good a really good thing to have. Like, I'm glad that these guys advertise on our show every Mother's Day because it's actually a really good service, especially if you live really far away from your parents, to be able to just yep. send a nice thing that you know will look nice. Like, they send us some every year. We are three guys who usually don't get flowers. That's and true. once a year, uh, we get a lovely bouquet. We've got it sitting here in the middle of our uh, recording environment. It really is right nice. Now. If I was a mom, I would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Or if I was true. an NPC in Hitman. <laughs> if I were a sad guy who doesn't normally get flowers. I was shit playing an old game and an old hitman and a new hitman. Yeah, what I would want it is, is the uh, last thing I'd want to see before I die. You'd want a hundred <laughs> blooms. So go to proflowers.com, <laughs> click that microphone, type in the code thumbs, and you will get all kinds of deals, including a hundred blooms for 1999. Mother's Day is like what a little over a week away. Yeah, better get in on this. Thanks, proflowers. Proflowers.com, click the microphone, enter code THUMBS. Video game. Chris. Hey, Jake. Do you remember that time that the hitman dressed up and delivered someone a box of delicious refrigerated chocolate-covered berries? I don't think that I do. Oh, that might not have happened in Hitman. Oh, okay. But I, I, I bet it should. It probably should. Maybe the next episode of Hitman. <laughs> These berries are for you. <laughs> in that in that version, you have to actually like go up to the sad guy's apartment, go to his computer, Alt F four out of the version of Hitman he was playing, mm. go to berries.com. That's B E R R I E S dot com. Hit that microphone, type in the offer code thumbs. And you will be in the Sherry's Berries Experience, which is our, our other sponsor this week. This episode is, in fact, also brought to you by Sherry's Berries, male-based purveyor of absolutely huge uh, chocolate-dipped strawberries with, like, all, you know, white chocolate, dark chocolate, little um, chocolate chips. Like, we just we just got, it, got out the box 
of these berries and, and stared at them were in awed awe. by them. Yeah, they are freaking huge. They're really good. They come in a very clever sort of refrigerated box so that they're uh, in good condition when they get to you. And if you go to berries.com, uh, click the microphone, type in the offer code thumbs, you can get your like big box of dip strawberries for $19.99 or you can double the berries for only $10 more. Think about how how your mom's mind will be blown or how your <laughs> mind will secretly be blown when you send them to yourself when you get these. Yep. Or, I like that the subtext of our ads for all these, not even subtext, the, the, the text, text yeah. is like, eh. <laughs> Just send yourself Eat all the some stuff. berries. <laughs> I ordered my mom some candy. Ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> my friend is here. <laughs> so that's berries.com. Click the microphone in the top right corner of the screen. Enter the offer code thumbs. You see the deals available to you, and then you eat all the berries. Thanks, Cherries Berries. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mom. Video game. I was on the bus yesterday. I was getting off the 33 at my house, which is in the Haight-Ashbury. And the um, there was this, this guy got off carrying, like, a whole handful of, like, big gulps of uh, of soda. Just, like, two huge things. And as he was, as he was like, stepping down and the, through the back door, he called to the driver. He's like, hey, driver, thank you. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> And then as he got off the bus, he just dropped all of his shit <laughs> on the ground. It was like, shit. And then that was the whole thing. And I walked away. And it was such a weird. You were really happy tableau. about it, though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was so confident in yeah. his thanks to the driver and his recommendation oh, to the driver. Mm-hmm. And in your brain, a GameCube startup sound played yeah. over him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, driver, thank you. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> shit. Video game. All right, I think we're back. Are is that true? Are my suspicions confirmed? You no, found us. Not. You <laughs> found us out, Chris. Oh, uh, 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 hey. Oh, hey. Hey. Hi. Hey there. Nothing going on here. <laughs> Only games now. Only games. Um, Nick, you and I played Dark Souls again. We did this weekend. <laughs> That's a game. Yeah. And in uh, fact, uh, if you want to watch that. Oh yeah. If you go to youtube.com slash idle videos, we have the uh, our second five-hour Dark Souls 3 stream that uh, just shows Nick making a huge amount of improvement over last week. We actually started a brand new character. So no first, more similar lucky similar face. Yeah, no more similar faces luck build. Uh, now we, we restarted with a new character who is a mercenary, I believe, yep. uh, named Ted Cruz. Uh, C R E W S. <laughs> okay. So, okay. That guy is a like. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> not lucky. Not he's, a lucky he's guy. He's not very lucky. We haven't put no. any points into luck. We put points uh. into other things that are actually useful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really fun. Mm-hmm. You did way better. I did. Yeah. Although it doesn't really feel like it, considering that we got about <laughs> as we got, we got, as we got far. maybe like twenty minutes further. How is that possible? That's the question. Actually I actually have been going confused. over this in my brain because I feel like Where I did, did that time go. Well, I did. But I beat an extra boss for one. Uh-huh. Oh, that's that, true. At the beginning, the, the ice guy. Yeah, um, beat that ice guy. But then I also got stuck on the on the chargey guy on the on the second right. dude for I think longer than I did on the first. <laughs> beat the ice uh, guy. Got stuck on the chargey guy. Chargey guy. See, playing a video game. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, like this Mega is Man. Just a Mega Man discussion. Yeah. Um. 
but uh yeah i felt like i improved i still i man i know i <laughs> a lot of a lot of room to grow chris uh <laughs> especially based on like just random tweets i'm getting from people like uh, after playing more of dark souls i don't know if i can watch you charge or uh, uh dodge roll anymore around, I, yeah. the rolling the rolling's <laughs> got to stop so <laughs> that is definitely i'm gonna work on the thing. rolling yeah. in my pri- it's almost like working on my swing i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna work, work on, on that and then we'll, we'll Man, give speaking another of shot, swing you did you had a babe ruth moment in that stream that's true where you what, i did call you, uh, yeah Nick i called, called tree man called called his ability to kill this like tree boss in two tries actually did it in one yeah that was amazing now i'm upset i didn't call it in one <laughs> i mean that's the thing you actually call right like why did i why did i say two yeah yeah you got the first try is what you're supposed to say yeah, I mean, yeah. It was this will take me two attempts Takes you one, yeah. You, the the payout on that actually is way worse. Yeah, yeah, uh, way worse. Really, it was a poor, yeah. Poor, anyway, I still failed somehow <laughs> by not calling the appropriate <laughs> yeah. number of. You beat a boss in one try, and yet yeah. it was kind of a letdown. It was of a kind failure. of. Oh, why didn't I just huh. do the thing? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, still waiting for that um, second try. D- yeah, I was promised two tries. Well, I'm sure that boss will on tree be guy. like. I'm sure there'll be another tree guy somewhere ba- in the middle of Dark Souls. He'll come back in another form where yeah. like, a weird goo tree version will sprout out of yeah. his brain. There's only one ball now on, his, like, on the top of his head. And you've got to like climb a ledge. Classic one ball tree guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's only got that one ball. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about Dark Souls at this point. I, I mean, think it's the thing really... That, I think the thing that is like increasingly clear... I think, I think we know this, but I think it's hard to sink in. And if I were the one playing, I'm sure I would have be equally, you know have equal challenge um, really internalizing this, but like basically the guiding principle for improving at dark souls is to my mind, never go for it. Well, just like never go for it. Like it it is, I am, I think that's one of the reasons I, you mean like you have to just stay restrained at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever it seems like you can just go for it when it's like, Oh, I just got, he's like down to one third health and I bet I could just, Nope, don't go for it. Never go for it. Just like wait. To me, it, you know what? It, the thing is, it actually feels more to me like there are different phases of playing this game in terms of in terms of your current skill level and like what you should be doing when yeah. you're at X, like you know, understanding of this game. Because I, I mean, certainly if you watch a speed run, they're they're just going for That's it. But they totally different. It's totally different in the sense that it's three levels above where I'm at. But I feel like if you're starting out, it's probably fine if you're rolling a lot. But then there's a point at which you just need to stop if you ever want to like reach right. level two. But then after level two, there's probably another thing that you should be doing. You know what I mean? And I feel like even watching people pl- watch us, there are things that people are learning who are probably, they're probably actually better at mm-hmm. Dark Souls than us, but they're learning things from watching us because we're just approaching it differently. I feel like there is, it's almost like pl- like golf or something where like you got like your swing tip, you know what I mean? That you're like passing off to somebody else. And there are just so many like little tiny facets that it oh, feels like. Oh, when you said you- practice your swing, you were talking about golf. Yeah. I heard baseball in my brain, baseball, oh, well, which is why sure. I made a Babe Ruth comparison. Yeah, that must same. have seemed like a weird... Well, no, no, no. Speaking no. of golf, you had a Babe Ruth moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sportsman. Yeah. <laughs> Sports um, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, I think, you're, I think you're totally right about that. But I do, but I do still think that there is like, legitimately an important principle to just take it easy more than you think you should all the time. Because not all the time, though. See, here's the, here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing that I learned is like those like sixty percent of the time, maybe right. Like when you're fighting a boss, like that mm-hmm. charge guy, for instance, right? I was taking it too easy 
but that's that was why we got stuck on him right because there are moments where yeah you should really just not be doing anything and just just wholly focusing on dodging his attack or like you know running around and just not going for it but then there were moments where I real like halfway through that that boss fight of like trying to beat that boss fight, I looked at chat and I was like, oh god, I'm not actually going for it when I should be going for it. You know what I mean? Like that's totally. Which I, I know is part and parcel with like take it easy and then know mm-hmm. when to attack. Yeah. But it's still like mentally when you're fighting that guy, it's like you have to very quickly switch between different mentalities. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think. Whatever. It's all. It's all sort of I, I mean, talking guess, about the same thing. I, the I know what you mean. What I'm saying. I know what you mean. Like, but like, be intentional. Right. Like more important because I. But like, it's so easy to just become fully intimidated by what they're doing and just literally never attack. You know what I mean? Because you're so focused. Right, but that's on, also like, like not being intentional. Is like being well, governed by that like restraint. Because the reason I say this is because there are a lot of games and there tend to be the ones that I take to when it comes to reflex stuff where you really can just like dive in and it's all instinct. And like this, this game has instinct to it, but you have to actually like develop it and mold it in the correct way. Otherwise it's not going to do very much for you. Um, So do you you think this lands in between your two sort of preferred play styles? Cause when I think of you, Chris, I think of someone who plays like down well or, uh, super hexagon or something and gets incredibly good at that instinctive or flappy bird. Mm-hmm. Or I think of you as someone who plays Hitman or Dishonored where right. you literally say, yeah, stay yeah, still yeah. for a day yeah. and just watch everything happen. Yeah. And it seems like this game demands this game a midpoint that is, ne- yeah, that is yeah. neither end well, both of those. Yeah. It's fighting. Yeah. I mean, it is like a fighting game in that sense, right? Where you <laughs> like, like Everybody starts out playing a fighting game by being entirely instinctual and just diving in and doing nothing properly, right? Yeah. And and then there's the other side of that, which is I'm you just just back up, block and, and dodge wall, and like walk away, and yeah. just trying to like focus on that. But yeah, you have to just know. But it's it's really just like oh god, it is like a microsecond of time in which you have to think like oh now it's time to right now it's time to go do this other pattern. And it's, but I, I oh guess my the god. I guess the point I'm making is that you can only learn when that microsecond is by taking an incredibly like analytical and in, like intentional analytical is the wrong word because you're not making a spreadsheet. But like you have to like actually learn to appraise those situations where there's a lot of games where you can get away with never doing that. And you can really just like keep relying on the superiority of your like video game instincts. You have to and test the, the fences. Of, is that what you're? Yeah. Like you actually, you actually do have to like learn all of that stuff, like up front, like not all up front at the same time, but like there's, there's just a level of like training and education that those games really, really demand and are very unforgiving when you when you try to like cut that corner. But there are, there are a lot of other games where you can cut corners all the time and it's okay because you can compensate for it with some different skill set or some some other method. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are like Dark Souls savants who can like I mean I'm sure such people exist, but I think for most people, generally speaking, you really do have to learn those games in an intentional way that most games just don't actually hold you to. I think the other thing I would say though is that and th- th- I guess this is why I'm slightly kind of not not taking offense chris but just sort of slightly rebounding on that is there is a a, a, there is certainly a a level of like randomness to what is occurring on screen with any given situation you know and i think that's the element that it's very difficult to to be entirely intentional simply because the enemies aren't always even when you know what they're going to do they don't always do that you Mm -hmm. know simply because of like level geometry or um, sure. just like even their patterns are sometimes randomized to, to an, you know, 
I mean, you know probably what he's going to do, but then he might just like, I don't know, there might be like a three second delay that you weren't expecting. And then you're just a whole, your whole thought pattern is just upended. And now you've got to switch into something else. At that point, it, it feels actually more like playing a live fighting game than it does something that you can actually sort of digest and fully, you know, understand like how exactly you're supposed to behave in any given situation. Because it, like, for instance, that one enemy that, I, that we've hit, I don't I have no idea what to call these things when we play, play I mean, this game. Names, so we'll uh, just a bendy guy, a uh, fast dude. I don't know. But like, uh, you know, the one guy that started to behave, um, He's right outside of the Firelink Shrine for people who know what uh, where that is. But um, he's sort of off the side of that cliff. I never found him in the, in the first stream. We found him in this stream. And I just immediately was like, oh, my God, he's behaving just like a human. You know, like, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I just imagine that that's because whatever his fighting algorithm is just more randomized. Right. Like, it's just much more unpredictable. Be, or there could be just a more intricate pattern that takes more observation to, like, discern there's certainly a level of randomness though in 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 the in the patterns but the randomness is the randomness is probably which of these things do they do like the randomness probably isn't actually constructing the actions i'm guessing well i mean yeah yes and no but yeah it's it's still really fucking hard (laughs) i'm sure it's really hard i'm not disputing that (laughs) yeah anyway so we're gonna do another of these streams uh this Sunday, right? Do we have a... Yeah. Have you put that in the thread? Mm-hmm. Is there a time on it? I put two. Okay. So 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time this coming Sunday, which is what? May 1st? Yep. Uh, let's, let me just make sure that that's actually true. It is true. Okay. So Sunday, May 1st, 2 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. Dark Souls 3, 3. Mm-hmm. With more tiki drinks. Uh, we've made six different cocktails so far. Um, so probably three more this time. Jake, you offered to make cocktails. I don't know if that's still. I might show up mixed cocktails. All right, cool. cool. Yeah, get a, you either have to bring the stuff you need, or let me know ahead of time so I know if I have it stocked already. I'll bring a bag of crap. Okay, I'm gonna bring chocolate chip cookies. Are you gonna make them? <laughs> yeah, nice. Are you gonna make them on the stream? No. <sighs> <laughs> Just do a secret. Maybe on like the do a secret stream. pre-stream. <laughs> Twitch creative Nick's baking cookies for tonight's Dark Souls stream. <laughs> yeah, not sure. a bad idea. All right. <laughs> Um, all right. So yeah, that'll be cool. When Nick makes cookies. Yeah, I think so. Oh, and then you can watch the, the previous two streams uh, at youtube.com slash idle videos, or I think they're both also highlighted on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. Yep. So, um, do we have any, anyone have any more video game stuff or do you guys want to do reader mail? Let's do some mail. Let's read mail. Okay. Let's, yeah. Sounds good to me. Let's see here. Okay, so Nels Anderson writes. Ugh. <laughs> Hi, Nels. Wait, did we already read this email? Possibly. No. Uh, yeah. If it's about the level thing. Yeah, yeah it is. Okay. Oh. Sorry, Nels. God, Nels. I don't care what you say. I do, which is why I read your email. I read last it last week. week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isaac Davis says, Hi, hey, Thumbs. Hearing Chris talk about his dwindling Dark Souls skills reminded me of an experience I recently had with a Facebook basketball game. In the Facebook Messenger app, there was this basketball free throw minigame for March Madness in which you would swipe up to throw balls towards the hoop from varying angles. My friends would consistently score 20 or more points while I topped out around 7. 
When one friend showed me her technique in person, I saw that she would basically draw a slow line from the ball to the net, which which would register as a perfectly accurate swipe. Because of my existing assumptions about action game controls, I was rushing my throws and making things more difficult on myself. Have there ever been unconventional control schemes or game systems that you couldn't figure out, perhaps because you had too much existing knowledge obstructing your perception? Thanks for reading and keep on casting. Isaac, NYC. That example is really good because yeah. you, you assume that the flick is somehow going to determine the velocity. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, just draw the fucking line into the hoop. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's one of those things that is a terrible... That's like always the sort of revealer of a really, really terrible game. Once the once you realize like, oh, I can be completely accurate mm-hmm. by doing a thing that's incredibly unfun. But now that I know that, I can't not do it. So I'm just going to do this unfun thing 40 times in a row mm-hmm. so I can get more points saying I did an unfun thing the most. Like that's just like a terrible thing that can happen in games when like really degenerate strategies are allowed. God, that reminds me of just playing um, sports games as a kid. Uh-huh. And there was always like the one way you could like reliably score a goal in like NHL right, where you could just keep something. Just cheesing it. Oh, and like all my friends would actually learn that, and I would just go into it not knowing. And then then just you would just like come across ice like just right at the right spot, do a slap shot, and my just goal, goal, goal. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of a <laughs> how time. are you getting this lucky? I don't. Why are you so good at this game? I don't. Yeah. When that usually happens for me is when I end up just finding a stupid loop. We've talked about this before, but in in especially things like a Bioshock or even yeah. even a Half-Life, like a single-player first-person mm-hmm. game that has a ton of stuff in it. And then I'm like, ah, I found that I can just comfortably cheese this to get through most guys. I hate this game now and don't want to keep, like, or I hate, you know, that element yeah. of it. But, like, yeah. that is not, that's never, I'm sure it's been my experience in a complete game, but I don't remember them because it makes it unmemorable. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. But... I always fear that effect. Like I feel like in Hitman, for instance. Like uh, I was, I'm always afraid that I'm going to find. You're going to be like, like oh, what? Well, I'm going to ruin the game. This game me. is going to reveal to me that it's bad. Yeah, by yeah. me finding the thing that mm-hmm. makes me slot into the bad way of playing it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about, I mean, I guess there are ways to guard against that, right? You just design the game such that you're incentivized to not do that, even if you find it, because I feel like that's the way that Hitman does it, right? And you could, you could do, you know, you could do the choke point, uh, murder a billion dudes thing if that was the actual goal of that game, and mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, essentially. You're doing the dumb thing that works. They dissuade also... you from doing it by making your frame rate tank and the game <laughs> right. crash. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was, I was actually really, I mean, I was legitimately curious as to what would have happened. Like, can yeah. you eventually kill every, like... Is there, there just a guard, guard barfer barf? that's just constantly yeah, dropping down? I, I don't think so. I think they're finite. I think yeah, they are they finite. Are yeah. finite. Yeah. And so I was really curious to There's see a lot what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the level's massive. And so <laughs> what, if, what if you'd killed all of them and then you heard a guy going, hey, someone killed all the guards. And then this <laughs> other random guy started going up to them, what, where are all the guards? <laughs> you, <laughs> you eventually kill everyone and then the final two people to go up there are your two targets right. and you win. <laughs> where did every, this world is empty. <laughs> There's a pile of corpses is up on top of that choke point <laughs> yeah i was really really curious maybe i'll try it again just to see yeah, yeah. just do it in a very like barren room where it's somehow yeah. cold all the other I, geo I, I, no yeah. i think i could still do it the, the same i think the same place was actually ideal but instead at the beginning i just have to start dumping their corpses off the roof oh yeah one by, like, oh, gotta, kill yeah. Throw I, just have to, over. Yeah. I basically have to do two things i have to make sure to just use silenced ammo or not silenced ammo but the silenced pistol all the time 
and then I have to be really careful and do it like one by one and just make sure to dump them all off the roof. Your fallout shelter experience is actually a good example of what this guy's talking about, I think. Maybe not you. Well, you made it fun, but you made what is probably actually a really bad thing. Yeah, fun. that's probably true. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, the hyper optimized. Just the, 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 the just grueling paces you put yourself through because yeah. of the thing that you then felt compelled to do forever. Uh, Chris Remo. Oh, God. You just got breckened by I know, you know what? I actually thought of that before I said it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say this because I always, I'm the one that always gets this shit. So fuck it. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. <sighs> yeah, I, it's true. I have done that a lot in games, um, but it's I, enjoyable, I can't though. think of what they are now. It's enjoyable for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that helps. Um, all right. Ahmed Elzani writes, Hey thumbs in a previous episode, two fifty nine, uh, Lord Remo mentions he was distressed playing dark souls. PVP to some extent. I can attribute this nervousness to a symptom of the perceived degree of weapons, classes and movement options available to dark souls veterans. Well, I'm here to inform you that there's only one best class for Dark Souls 1 PvP. I used to be an active member of the Dark Souls PvP scene, and the meta quickly discriminated against any player that wasn't a dexterity build. Conventionally, PvP is most competitive at Souls level 125 on consoles and Souls level 100 on PC. I don't know what this means anymore. Uh, Hence, over time, the community has absolutely optimized the way the game is played at higher stats. Creating a winning character class is easy. Simply level up dexterity to the optimum level of 40 to maximize weapon scaling without throwing away souls. Set attunement to 12 for two convenient spell slots and dump the rest into endurance and vitality. A uh, a poise coefficient higher than 35 is needed to roll through greatsword swings. Oh my god. So you'll need this armor optimizer where you enter your endurance level and minimum poise to find the best armor configuration that will still allow your character to light roll. If you are playing on consoles or want to level up to soul level 125, a faith level of 14 will allow you to cast the replenishment miracle, which will heal heal 10 hit points a second for the duration of a minute and is generally considered overpowered. For weapons, you can use any deck scaling weapon, but the meta recommends the Chaos Blade or Yuji Katana. That's the sword you found. Mm -hmm. Also, having a fully reinforced pyromancy glove equipped in your offhand will allow you to cast hard-hitting spells like Great Combustion or Black Flame, to take advantage of players with low poise and shield turtles. Most importantly, you should always wait to fish for backstabs and downgrade your internet connection. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. oh, man. Oh, HPB. Okay, so... It keeps going. Okay. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 seemed like an improvement in PvP for a while. Slowing down the beat of the game meant increasing the vi- viability of strength-based builds. However, mage characters with horrible internet connections became the new dominant meta. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> mage mage characters with horrible internet connections. OP <laughs> OP from <laughs> HPB mages. Uh after all, how can you dodge that which you cannot see? <laughs> Blood- this is fa- Man, my my god, hit, you my, open the mage my hitman tome. encounter would have been way better if I was PvPing. Yeah, that would have given me huge advantages. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne PvP was amazing. I mean, it wouldn't. Bloodborne PvP was amazing, but not without its flaws. Now that magic has been nerfed and gameplay speed has been increased relative to previous Souls entries, I'm curious to see how the interesting meta will develop for Dark Souls. Three. Sincerely, Aki. 
I like that that Man. thing started with, it's not actually that complicated. Anyway, <laughs> fucking fuck, fuck. Yeah, I like that he's like, I can see why you'd think this based on the perceived complexity of yeah. these things. Uh, the real complexity, apparently, like the actual legitimate. Well, fear. I mean, to, to, to their point, there is, it's not complicated in that you literally do those things and then you sure. have appeared character yeah, you go to, to a other multiplayer where you type your shit in and it says this is what your stats should be. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but it's still like the like incredible universe of discovery that opens up behind that simple thing. Like that that person, this like that build is built on the shoulders of a thousand million people. Oh yeah. Uh who have died before you to, to achieve that <laughs> optimal six stat, including nerfing your internet connection. God, that is just incredible. Ah, uh, the, the meta going as far as taking advantage of whatever shit netcode yeah. requires a high ping is really delicious. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's man. completely amazing. <laughs> HPB, by the way, f- for people who don't yeah, remember really, probably know what this was, uh, stands for high ping bastards, which is the the opposite of a an LPB, a low ping bastard, which is what people used to... I don't even remember what the purpose of these claims were. I it was, it was, it was just like, well, it, was, it was how you lagged. Like if you're or, yeah. if you're a high ping bastard in an old game, you probably did things very similar to what you now do, which is blink around and just be so shitty that you're hard you're hard to hit with a railgun yeah. because your character doesn't have contiguous movement because your ping well, is so low that you would like blend, or it was so high that you'd blend around. And a, and a, a low ping bastard is usually someone who like at it's the a time great internet connection. like has an ISDN line in their house or something and can just railgun the shit out of you. Yeah. Because they see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the, because, yeah. You were only normal if you had like a ping of 200. <laughs> it feels like 200, 300, you're like in the cool zone. No one's right. going to bother you. If yeah, you're no, anywhere no below or above, but if you're like 500 or 50, you're just you're, you're an asshole. You're, no one yeah, ever commented on jerk. average ping bastards. Yeah. Those yeah. weren't bastards. An APB. Yeah. APB. <laughs> Put out an APB for this APB. For these APBs. Put out an APB for this for HPB. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So John Artemez writes. On Dark Souls and slowing down. Hey APB th- multiplayer. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> hey, Thumbs. I was there to witness the living catastrophe that was similar face. Midway through the stream. So this was only sent a day ago. So I, I, mm. I, he may not have seen our new stream. But anyway, midway through the stream, after many calls from chat for Nick to slow down and explore, Nick commented that what we were really asking from him was to memorize the layouts of each level under the impression that this is presumably another example of the intense fighting game like skill Dark Souls 3 demands of its players. That is not even close to the advice we were trying to give. What we wanted was for Nick to act like Sherlock Holmes every time he encountered something new. Virtually every threat you face in the Souls game is telegraphed somehow. For example, that first armored knight that you guys encountered after the dragon. Nick kept trying to get the jump on it right after coming down from the upper bonfire and got his face stomped as a result. Had he stopped and sat there for a moment, he would have seen the knight will just calmly walk out of the room on its own every time. Oh, I know that. (laughs) I knew that. Really? Yeah. I knew I could go past him. I just wanted to kill him. (laughs) Anyway... Those creepy small guys in the witch hats, you can look up and see them hanging on the ceiling, lying in ambush. Even something as simple as checking around corners will often save your life. The best players are always attentive and always paranoid, and always and every challenge, boss or otherwise, can be beaten by staying safe until you're certain you know what you're getting into. I think that Nick is attentive and paranoid and then just ignores the third part of the advice. There are definitely <laughs> times where Nick just charges into rooms. Let's not cut. That's Nick what I said. Being slack. attentive oh. and paranoid does not mean that you also wait. It means that you look and go, I see what's happening here. Ah! <laughs> P.S. On the Which I'm much more likely to do after three tiki drinks. But That's anyway. true. Um, there's a, I guess he did watch the other stream because he says, P.S. On the Ted Cruz stream, both you and Nick mentioned that the reason you skip so much narrative content 
is fatigue. Uh, the re- I think the sentence is incorrect. The reason you skip so much narrative content is fatigue related to working on so much of it. Could you go into more detail about that? Thank you, John. I think that was a that was kind of a joke. Yeah. Someone in chat said it's weird that you guys skip so much narrative stuff, given that you make games with tons of narrative content. And yeah. I think we just we made a comment about off, like, yeah. oh, that explains it. Or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't no. think that was a real comment, but I no. It is true though. I, well, I think not, it's not, it's not even an issue of working on game stories. It's just at a certain point you become so steeped. Yeah. In yeah. game <clears throat> lore dumps that you just can't. I just don't care about it. it. I just legitimately don't care about it. And I, that's not to say that these games don't have good, interesting stuff because I know that a thing that people prize about these games, which is cool, is that a lot of the stuff these NPCs say is actually legitimate information that will come into effect in the game. And that's actually really awesome. Um, It's just hard for me to like in the moment care about it because I've seen so much of it over the last 30 years. I had a really dumb idea for a game jam. I think this morning, uh, this relates to lore, and the idea was to oh, it was uh, the pitch was cinematic universe game jam, where <laughs> where the first week no one is allowed to make a game. All that is allowed to happen is a wiki is created oh, that man. is blank, oh and everyone has to write in the history and stupid lore of the world, <laughs> and then good. then there's a two week game jam where you have to or any game you make has to fit into or add right. to that continuity. So you can you can extend the lore in the second week or in during the jam, but basically at but the end of it start on this you have to base, yeah, you have to yeah, exist in the foundation. in the you know, whatever whatever you make can't invalidate the first week of the jam. So then everyone's stupid game jam is a connected universe. I suspect that from a stupid marketing and promoting your game jam standpoint, it would work really well because of yeah. the same reason that that always works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it would be hilarious and terrible. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you guys would you wouldn't be able to play or engage with any content in that jam because no. you'd have to skip all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh well. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Voltaire Two K writes. Guys, it's nearly summer again, and the awesome Idle Vice shirt is still out of stock for most sizes. Let us promote Idle Thumbs the right way and bring it back. Thanks, Phil. Um, okay, we'll try to do that. I'm just reading this to put another thing on our own personal <laughs> To remind us that we should remind, bring back yeah. Idle Vice? Yeah. Yeah. We intend to do that. We would Idle like Vice to, has been gone for too long. Yeah, we'd like to reprint Idle Vice, the original Idle Thumbs t-shirt, and the Cold Bloom, which are probably the best-selling things we've ever had on the store, I would yeah. think. So we would like to reprint all those things. We should do that very soon. All right. So Matthew M. Roberts writes the Dark Souls loop. A quick comment regarding your discussion of the new Dark Souls games and the style in general, in particular, your reluctance to engage in the multiplayer mechanics. Extremely. Yes, this is a thing, apparently, because <laughs> we're terrible. Extremely early on in all of these games, you gain the ability to let yourself be summoned for co-op. Using the language of three, you can do this without being, quote, embedded. And if you die while summoned, you do not lose any souls acquired. If while summoned, you help a host defeat a boss, you can then yourself become embered and can summon people to aid you, hopefully uh, to defeat the boss with teamwork. I'm over explaining this um, and what I to mention what I think is a standard gameplay loop for Souls games. Um, So he then sort of explains like how the actual specific mechanics of how to do it. Uh, and I'll skip over that. Um, I, I'm going to say on the cast right now that I think it would be folly for us to not actually engage in this on the next stream oh i, I agree think, yeah, oh I, well I you did, gotta do it i, I, mean, I did no i called somebody in on the last one you gotta yeah. go get, try to Fell get bi-directional happening yeah. uh in the third one though i think yeah yeah nick had a hilarious encounter okay good yeah. good good 
Yeah. I tried. But yeah, we know we need to get more. We need to figure this out more, I think. Anyway, uh, he continues. Um, from, he concludes, for me, the co-op gameplay is one of the bigger draws of the series, and I wouldn't want you to miss out by never trying to engage with it. Best of all, there's no voice chat, so all communicating is done through the in-game gesturing. Cheers, yeah. Matt from Chicago. Yeah, one of, one of That my, is such a huge advantage. Yeah, it is. One of my favorite stupid Idle Thumbs multiplayer experiences of all time was that time in your apartment like five years ago that we played, oh, Re- yeah. that we played Resident Evil 5 and we co-op, <laughs> we just drop in co-op. Did you say that- five years ago? It was Eight. It was like eight years ago. It was ago. eight years ago. It was like 2008. Oh, it was like seven years ago. Seven or eight, yeah. 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 yeah, the RE5. God, that was like seven or eight years ago. That was... The experience of that crazy guy with the refrigerator full of bullets on his back still like sticks out to me as one of the... like. Yeah. That's actually when people... Dis- I've, I've not played any of the Souls game, but when, when people talk about the way co-op works in it, that's the moment that I think about because that experience of just like a, yeah. a guy showing up and just doing the things right. that, that a and guy way, who way out levels you does then just yes. goes away. Feels- it's not, yeah, it's not mechanically similar because in that game, it's like, oh, we, we started a co-op server or whatever. Sure. But it still had that feeling of like, oh, this guy just like came in out of nowhere we couldn't communicate with him at all he was a total lord and he just cleaned up the level yeah as we were like gingering gingerly following behind him that there's actually video of this uh if you search for i i'm sure if you search for idle thumbs resident evil 5 warhammer i'm pretty sure that you will actually find this video uh with our like podcast commentary overlaid on top of it um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, there. Resident Evil Five PC, Idle Thumbs, and Warhammer. It's on YouTube, September nineteenth, two thousand nine. Yep. So we're coming up on seven years. Yep. Past this. That was a good. Good moment. Nick, were you there for that? I don't think I was. Yeah. You were on the podcast at the time, but you may not have been. Yeah. In the room, I can't remember. I wasn't there for the recording. I don't think. Uh. Anyway. Um. That moment is no longer notable in the history of weird multiplayer encounters, but it stuck out for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was that was sort of early enough in the history of co-op multiplayer, right? And it was just uh, that it was style just, of co-op. It was just also pre-streaming. That's true also. Yeah. yeah. It was pre-Twitch or like on the cusp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when did Twitch start? I can't even remember. Don't know. God, not not as long ago as you'd think. Well, I mean Justin TV I guess started. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when, but yeah. Justin TV started actually not too long after YouTube got bought by Google, I remember, because I list there was a whole episode of the startup podcast uh, or two episodes of the startup podcast recently where they follow. They've been following various companies and they did a whole thing about Justin TV and Twitch. It was really interesting history. Anyway, um, it sounds like this we're basically wrapped up this podcast. Yep. Uh, so, again, don't forget, we are streaming um, part three of uh, Dark Souls three. With Nick, um, I guess part two of the Ted Cruz series that will be on Sunday, May 1st at 2 p.m. Pacific time at idle, or sorry, twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. Jake may or may not be there as well. Oh, I'll be there. All right. Jake will be there. I will be there. Nick will be playing the game <laughs> and drinking. I won't drinks. be there. I'll be inside uh, my own mind trying to fight <laughs> off my, my own personal demons. <laughs> Yep, and collected their alcohol souls. and video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks for joining us. If you would like to send us email, you can do so uh, by sending your email to questions at idlethumbs.net. Uh, we are on Twitter at idlethumbs. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash idlethumbs. We have a whole slew 
of podcasts up on our website at idlethumbs.net. If you go to idlethumbs.net slash shows, they're all listed there. Um, we got Idle Weekend. We have Playscape LA. We have Designer Notes, the Idle Book Club, Terminal 7, uh, Three Moves Ahead. It's a really good uh, good lineup of shows about all different uh, game-related things and a book club. Um, I've been reading uh, uh, The Man in the High Castle for the Idle Book Club. That book is amazing. Yeah, it's really so good. I'm really excited about talking about that in, in a couple weeks probably. And uh, yeah. That's that. If you like the show, please tell a friend. Please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. That helps out a lot. And uh, sharing the show directly to your online communities, to your friends, is the best way we have. Please tell your mom. Tell uh, your mom. That, that you love her. Send her some flowers. Yeah. And when you send her your flowers and chocolates, inc- like make sure that in the like little card note that they let you write, make sure to say, please go to idlethumbs.net uh, to browse and rate us on iTunes and rate mom, us, mom. <laughs> rate us on iTunes mom <laughs> all right thanks bye bye